Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Friday, February 9th. Our top story today, a Syrian man who arrived in Kent on an inflatable boat is desperate to get back home. Allah Elden crossed the channel in 2021 and was put up by the Home Office in a hotel before his asylum application was turned down. He's told reporter Sam Lennon how he's sleeping under a boat while waiting for a chance to get back to France. I feel like sick here. I No one... My kid, I'm outside an asylum seeker. I can't get a solicitor. I can't, uh, I'm homeless. I'm outside the street like for five months. I don't have money. I don't have nothing. Like, I don't know what shall I do. I'm, I'm just tired. I want to leave here because what I'm hearing from people, the system is broken here in, in UK. And I'm waiting here for more than two years. Just I try to get a solicitor. This is really hard. Just a solicitor. What would you tell now? There are hundreds of harm seekers coming uh, every month by boats, just the way you did. But what would you tell them? Don't come here. I just don't come here anymore. The system is broken. UK, England, it's, it's come down. It's not as like before. It's not like I have cousin here. He explained me, my cousin, he lives here for 10 years and he told me the system here is broken. Uh, home office, they. They they no help anymore. Migrant help is nothing here. Uh, you're sleeping under a boat in the beach. Yeah. So that must be terrible for you. I don't have house. That's why I sleep on the beach on, under the boat. And it must be awful in, in in the winter. I mean, we're in winter now. It must be very very cold. This is cold. Yeah. Sometimes I make fire to make myself warm. But yeah. sometimes I'm freezing. Really, I, I sleep like I'm freezing. Another of our top stories today, and this is one of our most read stories online. New figures show A&E departments across the county recorded record wait times in the last month. In January, thousands of patients experienced delays of 12 hours or more before being admitted to a ward. Lucy has the details for the Kent Online podcast. East Kent Hospitals Trust, which runs A&E departments in Ashford and Margate, saw more than 1,300 people waiting for more than 12 hours. That's the fifth highest in England, while other departments in the county performed better, patients were still facing excessive wait times. One of those was an 89-year-old woman with dementia who faced a so-called corridor wait of at least half a day at Medway Maritime. Despite suffering a chest infection, urine infection and swollen left knee, she was left on a trolley in the corridor for 72 hours before a bed could be found on a ward. Now, South Island MP Craig McKinley says more money than ever is going into the NHS. He says there are more doctors and nurses than ever before and yet waiting times of escalated. Why have we seen an increase? Well, these figures have been released just weeks after industrial action by junior doctors saw as much as 50% of the country's medical workforce on strike. NHS leaders have warned the impact of the walkouts, which was the longest in the history of the health service, could last for months. The winter months are traditionally challenging for the health services. Patients are also going to A&E if they're unable to get an appointment with their GP. Craig McKinley went on to say that throwing more money at the NHS is not the solution. 
So what can be done to bring down wait times? Well, Rochester and Strood MP Kelly Tolhurst and some of her Conservative Party colleagues are pushing for there to be a new hospital built in Medway. She says more money is also being freed up for post-hospital care, which would mean patients can be discharged sooner and continue their recovery out of hospital. Thanks, Lucy. A spokesperson for Medway NHS Foundation Trust says they're seeing a high number of patients who need admitting for treatment. She says staff are working tirelessly to provide the best care possible for patients at this particularly busy time. Kent Online News. A man's been found dead near Gravesend after a three-week search for a missing 82-year-old. Anthony Brown, who's from Reading, disappeared after his car broke down on the M25. He was seen at Blue Water and Higham Railway Station. Now a body's been found in Northfleet. His family's been told and it's not being treated as suspicious. A woman's been found guilty of causing the death of a man in Chatham by driving dangerously. Naomi North hit Bill Roach as he crossed New Road in August 2020. The 30-year-old from Church Road in Swanscombe failed to stop at the scene she's due to be sentenced in March. A man being hunted in connection with an assault in Ramsgate has been added to Kent Police's most wanted list. Jaden Cashin has links to Margate as well. We've shared his picture at Kent Online. Police are also looking for Jawad Talagi, who's wanted for a recall to prison. Anyone who knows where he is should call 999. Investigations are underway after four cars were damaged in Deal. The vehicles were targeted on Dover Road in Warmer in the early hours of last Tuesday. Three young men were seen in the area at the time. Residents are being asked to check CCTV footage. Kent Online News. Kent's Police and Crime Commission has told Kent Online cost pressures and inflation mean they'll have to make more cuts this year. We already know the police part of our council tax is going up by about £13 a year as the force tries to meet its budget. Some staff roles will also be cut, but we're told it won't affect the numbers of frontline officers. Lucy's been chatting to Matthew Scott about the changes. We will be protecting the remaining PCSOs that we have, as well as our force control room. Um, because they have already been through big change programs. Uh, the force control and performance is at the best that we've ever seen. Uh, and we're maintaining our PCSO numbers at the 100 that we've got in order to support our new neighbourhood policing model. Do you anticipate that these staff roles being cut will lead to any kind of rise in crime or antisocial behaviour? Well, our neighbourhood policing model and the investment that we've got with our record police numbers means that I think crime and antisocial behaviour will continue to fall. Um, we have seen year-on-year -year reductions in crime as well as antisocial behaviour because we're putting more police into response, we're putting uh, more resources into investigations. Crucially, they're cr catching more criminals uh, and our new neighbourhood policing model is putting boots on the ground in every community. So I have confidence that from a frontline policing perspective, crime and antisocial behaviour uh, will continue to fall, but that's not to diminish the impact that police staff in support roles do have on that because they are uh, crucial as well. How have we got to this point where we're talking about, you know, cuts and savings? I mean, you mentioned cost pressures and inflation. Is that why we're in this position at the moment? Uh, yeah, every every year, obviously, we have the pay settlement from uh, central government, uh, which is 7% for police officers and staff uh, this year. They deserve, they deserve every penny and more, uh, but that has to be paid for. And we get some support from government and some support will have to come from the council tax in order uh, to pay for it. But what I'm lobbying for is changes to the funding formula so that the uh, funding that we receive is more reflective of Kent's needs, uh, which it, it doesn't entirely do at the moment. Um, and that, that means that we would be able to fund some more of these things without having to uh, reduce the budget 
uh, year on year. So I'm hopeful that there is a consultation going to start soon. The government has designed a new formula. It needs to be consulted upon. I think that will be the long term solution to a lot of the problems that we experience budgetary wise. But I have confidence that we can, as I say, balance the budget next year and continue to see reductions in crime and antisocial behaviour. Should people be concerned at all about these cutbacks? I mean, if people hear about, you know, police staff roles being cut, that might lead to some concern in the community that, that perhaps Kent isn't as safe. Well, I, naturally, people hearing about these uh, reductions will be concerned to hear of them. I'm concerned about them, too. But that's why I hold the chief constable to account to make sure that they are being delivered in a sensible and effective way that doesn't diminish the, the service that the public uh, receives, that those record police numbers that we have got are going into communities where people can see them. Uh, so we will continue that investment. We will continue to put the, the boots on the ground so that people have a visible and accessible police service no matter where they live. A Ramsgate woman has won her latest appeal to challenge a decision to reopen Manston Airport. Jenny Dawes has been granted the right to appeal for a judicial review of the plans. It's the latest move in a long legal battle which has no end in sight. The project can't progress until the challenges are dealt with. A peaceful protest has been held outside Canterbury Cathedral after more than 1,700 people signed a petition against plans for a silent disco. The first 90s-themed event took place in the historic building last night with around 750 50 people partying in the nave. Christian campaigners gathered to sing hymns ahead of the event. Our reporter Max Chesson spoke to protester Tom Alberto. Well, actually, you know, I was a student at the University of Kent many years back. I graduated in this cathedral. And it is the, uh, it's the very birthplace of English Christianity. St. Augustine landed here you know, almost 1,500 years ago. Uh, it's going to see a rave inside of there tonight. Uh, alcohol is going to be served and music uh, that is the very opposite of holy, profane, is going to be played. And uh, frankly, I was quite horrified to see that the Church of England, the Dean of the Cathedral and the Archbishop were, uh, were giving the OK on this. Do you think it sets a dangerous precedent? Of course, of course, yeah. I think if it's, if it's not already been done in other cathedrals, it certainly will be. It's a good way to make money. But unfortunately, the Church of England is slipping and sliding down the path towards full uh, heterodoxy. What do you make of the church's claims that this will bring younger people into the church and is an innovative way to get people engaged in Christianity? You know, I was talking to someone earlier. It's definitely going to bring people into the church tonight, but they will not be here on Sunday morning. They will not give their life to Christ in that cathedral uh, tonight. I think that we can safely say that this cathedral will not bring anyone to Christ today. You can see pictures and video of the disco in our story at Kent Online. Max also attended the event. He told us what he thought. It was a successful night for everyone involved and I hope it's done enough to convince those against the idea that it should be something the cathedral continues to put on in the future. Another silent disco is being held there tonight. Kent Online News. A driver who lost his licence three times after being caught drifting in his modified car has opened an advanced driving school in Thanet. Warren Lees from Sandwich was regularly stopped by police and complained about not having anywhere to practice. The 34-year-old says he spent £40,000 on the project at Manston Airport. It's feared introducing charges at a car park on Sheppey could put people off visiting the seafront. At the moment, it's free to park at the Little Oysters site in Minster, but council bosses say they need additional revenue. It'll cost £7 to stay for more than four hours, which some residents have described as extortionate. Two long-running events in Medway could be on the chopping block this year as bosses look to make budget cuts. Council have plans to scrap the English Festival in Raynham and the Summer Dickens Festival in Rochester. Claire Tierney is from the Rochester City Centre Forum. What we can't afford to do this year is um, 
spread ourselves too thin. Um, and I think it's really important that we ring fence our successes and make sure that we put all our resources and whatever money is available into the the most important two um, festivals of the year, which obviously would be sweeps and the Christmas Dickens. Um, that drives the footfall, that drives the economic revenue for the businesses. The Summer Dickens, I don't think, has been very successful over a period of time anyway. And certainly um, from a business perspective, I I don't, I don't have an issue with the council making a difficult decision here. If you don't have that much in your budget, you would obviously look to, to um, cut or reduce the things that don't work so well. And certainly um, those two events aren't as successful as the sweeps and the Dickens. It's just a sign of the times. What's been sort of the reaction amongst uh, other local businesses about particularly the, the English Festival and the Dickens Festival? Is it a kind of a case of, well, we, we'll accept that these go just as long as we keep the, the really big ones? I, I, no, I, to be honest, this probably is only is news to quite a few people. Um, I don't know that, that there's we've had an opportunity yet to get the kind of comments and the feedback from all the businesses. Um, but certainly I don't think um, from my perspective and from the businesses that I've spoken to, um, I don't think the data stacks up for keeping summer festival anyway. I don't particularly um, do um, do very well over that. Um, that time frame in the summer, um, whereas definitely we're guaranteed a boost in the in the in the spring with the sweeps and at Christmas with um, the Dickens Festival for Christmas. So you'd have to look at all the businesses across the high street to understand the economic impact in the summer. But I think from hospitality um, and nighttime economy, I don't particularly think either of those festivals bring anything to the table they're a cost that the council just can't afford kent online news kent online's been told how storm surges have led to an unprecedented amount of plastic waste washing up on a kent beach fishing equipment tiny fragments and even decades old bottles and containers have ended up on the shoreline in fallet the kent wildlife trust say they now urgently need volunteers to clear it before wildlife is harmed nina jones is the warden for pegwell bay this winter we've seen a huge amount of uh, marine plastic wash up on the beach more than I'd ever seen before here at Pegwell Bay and so we really need um, local people's help to keep that um, beach clean um, and of course we're inviting families because it's a great opportunity um, for parents to to get their kids um, you know enthused about keeping our beaches clean keeping our sea clean and also understanding that link between you know, buying um, a plastic that um, can't be degraded. You said you've seen more plastic than ever. Is there any particular reason for that, do you think? Yeah, this winter we've had um, a particularly um, high frequency of storm surges. So that's when we get a bulge on top of the sea um, due to um, low pressure systems um, and high winds and high tides. Um, and that's meant that um, we've seen... Um, you know, kind of extraordinary amount of um, marine plastic get washed up, getting washed up onto the beach. At Pegwell Bay, it gets funneled um, from the channel kind of into this little um, corner of the coastline. And we see an extraordinary amount of really small fragments of plastic. Um, and particularly, we get a lot of netting and dolly rope, which is a, which is a fine um, plastic fish net that um, hangs off the bottom of um, bottom trawling nets. Um, and it, of course, it you know will never get biodegraded. And so um, it's incredibly dangerous. It can get caught around um, 
you know, birds' feet, birds' beaks, um, or get um, caught around a seal's neck or ingested by any kind of animal. Um, so really important that we clean it off the beach before it gets put back into the sea again. And of course, it's not just fishing equipment, is it, that, that ends up in the water? As you mentioned earlier, it's an, an awful lot of plastic. So I guess it's, it's getting across that message as well to try and not use plastic as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. We find plastic from decades to go. Um, we find all kinds of things um, including um, clothes that have got plastic in them, um, rubber gloves, bottles, tin cans, bits of Lego um, and, and plastic forks and spoons and cups. So, um, yeah, it's not just fish net- netting. It's, it's uh, you know, the daily kind of plastics that we're all using and we're all responsible. So for anyone, Nina, who wants to come along on Monday, what do they need to do? And do they need to bring anything specific with them? No, they don't need to bring anything. It's really simple. Um, You need to book online via the uh, Kent Wildlife Trust website that will take you to an Eventbrite booking. And um, then we've got equipment. So we've got litter pickers, gloves, and we've got plastic bags. Um, So we'll be meeting by the Viking ship at Cliffsend. um, And we'll be spending about two hours from 10 to 12 cleaning the beach um, at Pegwell, um, Obviously, not all families might last that that long, um, uh, depending on the weather. Uh, but it's actually amazing how quickly um, it becomes quite engrossing. Um, it's a bit like a treasure hunt for kids, but it's also quite a mindful activity. And you're, you're beach cleaning in this wonderful nature reserve, this national nature reserve, surrounded by wildlife. So it's very good for our like mental health and our well-being at the same time. The owner of a popular restaurant in Deal is planning to open a second venue. People are often seen queuing outside Deal Pier Kitchen, which opened in 2019. It's run by Tim Biggs, who's now announced he's opening Flo and Ted's Coffee House in Bridge near Canterbury. The venue is named after his children and based in the village where he used to live. Kent Online News. And now with a look at what's on around the county this weekend, it's Sam Laurie. It's that time again. The first school holidays of the year are here and you need to find ways to keep your kids busy over the next week. We have lots of great ideas to make this February half-term one to remember, so no matter what your family's into, there's something to keep everyone happy. From arts and crafts to muddy outdoor trails, dinosaur encounters to sword-wielding nights, wildlife parks to farmyard animals, we've got you covered. Make sure you check out our full guide to the February break on What's On. Another great way to entertain the whole family this weekend is with a trip to the theatre, And you're in luck, as an absolute classic is still in town for a couple more days. Family favourite The Wizard of Oz, starring RuPaul's Drag Race winner The Vivian, is at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury until Sunday. The show is full of nostalgic throwbacks to the film, and musical numbers you'll remember from your childhood, so it really ticks the box for every generation. I went along to see the show for myself earlier this week, and I thoroughly enjoyed my visit to the Emerald City. If you want to read the review before snapping up those last few tickets, you can find it on Kent Online. It's not all about the kids though, and there are some more grown-up shows kicking off on Monday that you might want to book over the weekend. A musical adaptation of 90s film Clueless is getting an exclusive two-week preview at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. The show features music by Katie Tunstall and is based on the coming-of-age classic starring Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd. Fast forwarding to the modern day, a Netflix series, Stranger Things, is getting a comedy makeover in the parody musical Stranger Sings. The stage show features characters from the smash hit series, as well as pop culture references, sci-fi spoofs and 80s music. Okay, so not quite the modern day, but still. The show is at the Orchard West Theatre in Dartford for one night only on Monday. And for music fans, indie band The Vaccines will be performing at two Kent venues as part of their Intimate UK tour in the coming days. The four-piece will be at Dreamland in Margate on Sunday and Leescliff Hall in Folkestone on Tuesday. 
playing songs from their chart-topping back catalogue as well as their latest album, Pick Up Full of Pink Carnations. And although it's not this weekend, I think it's worth mentioning for anyone who might not realise it's Valentine's Day next week. Yes, the most romantic day of the year falls on Wednesday and it's the perfect chance to show that special someone just how much you care. And if you need a little last-minute inspiration, we've got a guide with five date ideas on the What's On website and in this week's paper. So whether you're spending time with the kids over the half-term break or busy planning the perfect Valentine's Day, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Kent Online Sports. Football now and Gillingham will be hoping to get back to winning ways in League Two tonight. They're heading north to take on Notts County. The Jills had to settle for a draw against Walsall last time out and they lost to MK Dons the week before. Here's head coach Stephen Clements. Oh, I always enjoy a game under floodlights. Um, obviously a, a nice stadium. Uh, be a challenging game. Uh, but one I'm looking forward to, our, our away form recently has been very, very good. Um, I think back obviously to beat Atkinson, beat, beat Colchester. I thought we should have been beat MK Dons as well. I've uh, been really, really pleased with the, with the away form lately. I think the home form uh, hasn't been as good, I have to admit that. Uh, but uh, no, we go to Notts County and we'll be looking forward to taking them on. I know that obviously um, uh, that some of their results haven't been quite as good of late uh, as they maybe were at the start of the season. Uh, but that's the league really as well, isn't it? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's quite a few clubs that have sort of had bumps in the road, as I, I would call it. Um, yeah, the bottom teams can beat the top teams at times. Um, you don't want that to happen, but but it does. Um, they've obviously got some very good attacking players, ones that we'll have to be aware of. Um, but I think we've got them as well, and we've got to make sure when, when we have possession of the ball, uh, we take our game to them, as I always say. And um, As I say, we perform like we have done in our last few away games. Um, I think we're going to give them a very good game. We'll have a plan to try and... Uh, score against them of course and how are we going to do that uh, we'll, we'll, we've worked on, on our patterns this morning we worked on them earlier in the week um, on how we obviously hurt the opposition we do that every week uh, but um, as you say some of the players you just mentioned uh, before um, they're very very good and we'll have to be we'll have to be right switched on to stop them I think since Christmas I think we're like the top cross in the league I think we'll just be behind MK Dons and Notts County for highest XG I think we're second best for XG conceded we're um, we're doing okay ourselves, so yeah, we've had a couple of results at home where, and I've been pretty fair in my press conference and what I thought. I think I've been quite transparent where we haven't played played well enough, um, but we still didn't get beat, and we've taken eleven points from eighteen, which is actually, um, well, that is top three form. So there's plenty to be positive about as well um, going into the game, and we've got to make sure that we go and take on Notts County. That's all from us this week. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. And while you're on the website, don't forget to check out the latest review from The Secret Drinker. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.